0: What's up and welcome to Live in the
1: Damn Dream. I'm Mike. I'm Sarah.
0: There we go. Um, That's a a second take because I'm still getting back into the saddle of hosting this after our hiatus for a month and change. But anyway, Sarah, we got a fun one this week. It's a two-parter and it's all about something we deal with every day, social media. And it turns out you have learned a lot about social media recently. So we wanted to tell all the listeners about what you've learned.
1: I paid a pretty penny to learn what I learned about social media, but guess what, guys, I'm giving it to you for the price of your time. So if you want to listen to this class, I'm going to tell you a lot of what I learned from hiring a coach to help me with social. And honestly, it was the best thing I could have invested in. And this is just um, another push for hiring coaches of any type, whether it's Mike
0: <laughs> hey, hey, that's coach me. Yeah. Same plug hosting, from
1: it, <laughs> You know, or it's a life coach or a business coach. Um, even my coach mentioned, you know, how many different types of coaches she's invested in along the way. And um, yeah, just another push for that because it really was so helpful for me. I had really, you know, been creatively stumped um on social. I really didn't feel the desire to create anymore. I didn't know what I wanted to create. I and I had sort of just taken you know, some time off. And I, I met this woman by chance, sort of through working on display and interviewing her per recommendation of a friend. And, you know, her energy was so great that I was just like, I think I need to work with this person. And and truly it was, it was such a great investment. Um, and so I am going to teach you a lot of what she taught me. So I feel like uh, I'm giving away some of her secrets, some of my secrets, but we're here to help, right?
0: Well, yeah, two, two things. Number one, I think even whenever you work with a coach, and any coach will tell you this, even giving away their, their thoughts is still not what you're paying for. So what you're paying for is the individual work, right? So even though you may be giving away some of her teachings what a coach can do is work with you specifically to find out what how to apply those teachings. So, I don't think we should feel too guilty about giving away some of those secrets. You're totally um,
1: right. And yeah. and and a lot of it was some soul searching, like it was asking me the questions to help me come up with what it was that I wanted to do and asking the right questions so that I came out of it with a clearer vision and understanding of what I was excited to create and then how therefore to show up on social media. And I think one of the reasons we're coming back to this topic, because we know we've done social media before on here, is Mike and I have gone viral recently, both of us. Yeah, um, Mike yeah. on Twitter, me on um, Instagram, and Mike, can I just butt in and say I'm and butt in, by, by butt in, I mean butt in on myself because I'm just rambling at this oh, point.
0: You're yourself. Go for
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so annoyed because I am 10,000 views short of a million. So if you're listening to this, go watch my reel that is 10,000 short of a million because I, how dare it stop 10,000 views short? Of that M number. I'm,
0: my phone. I'm going to just be watching it on a loop right now for as long as we're recording.
1: Is that not uh, the most annoying thing in the world?
0: It does suck. Um, my my tweet, uh, same thing. It like got to a certain number of impressions. I forget where, and it was right below a certain threshold. I forget if it was like a million or two million or whatever. And it's like, why is it at 1.8 or why is it at 3.9? Just get you know, er, er, just crank it up a little bit extra.
1: Oh God. So yeah, I'm at 990,000 views on one of my reels. Um, I had one that was kind of trailing behind it at a certain point in time. I think it stopped somewhere on 650,000. And I, you know, I'm pretty consistently now coming up close to a hundred thousand on a lot of them. And so, you know, it's really you know, it's really cool to be able to share that experience because I, that is not something that was happening for me before I was putting out what I felt was really great content for a while. It wasn't really gaining so much traction. Um, and then again, it was sort of like I felt discouraged and I didn't know what to do. And so this, what I'm about to share, I think is more of a formula to help you show up even when you don't feel like showing up or it gives you sort of a plan so that, yeah, you can just be consistent and clear um, to other people about what it is that you're doing, which I think is really important, right? It's, it's really important that under people, other people understand what it is, who, the, who you are, and what you're doing.
0: Yeah, so let's, uh, let's get into it, and I do have to do a disclaimer here at the top. Uh, if I sound a little bit weird this week, it's because, as I explained to Sarah before we started recording, uh, I'm at my girlfriend's apartment, and I plan to record the podcast here, but I forgot my microphone, so I'm just talking into the computer, and also I have uh, the window open here, so if you hear some nice 8th Avenue, Midtown Manhattan ambient noise, trucks outside of construction, whatever, um, yeah, that's a little extra sauce in the podcast, so uh, enjoy that. But if it sounds weird, um, that's what it is. Anyway, now that that's out of the way, Sarah, you've done this. You, you've gotten through this, coach. You've learned the, the ways of social media, and it's paid off, like you said, with all your numbers. And I'm showing you, Sarah, on Zoom. I've got you on loop on my phone here, so I'm getting the, the reels. Oh my uh,
1: gosh! Thank you, Mike. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, and I'll just say this too: with all of this, it's like we've talked about. Does it translate to followers? For me, it has. Um, I've grown 2000 followers. Um, I'm approach. I just hit 29,000. Very exciting. It's a high for me. Um, and I'm hoping again, spread the word, get me up to 30. I just, now I want to hit that 30 K. Um, so let's get started. I mean, yeah, the sure. first thing I think that was really key and it's a little bit of a weird language um, that I'll explain is to identify your content pillars Um, so what are the cornerstones of like what you're posting? Right. That's essentially what it means. And it also means like, we've heard so often that, you know, you need to niche down or decide like who you are on social media and like what your brand is. But a lot of times it's better to sort of be a personal brand. Um, and within that personal brand, you have different content pillars or ways that your audience expects you to show up. So for example, for me, and I think four is a pretty solid number to choose here. Um, my first content pillar would be actor and television host. My second content pillar is transparency and mental health. My third is being a resource. And my fourth is as a content creator. So I'll explain a little bit what that means. What that means is that basically anytime I'm looking to post or if I'm struggling for ideas or whatever, I can look at these content pillars and be like, okay, so any one of these things are things that I can post about and things that my audience will expect of me. So as an actor, a TV host, that could be behind the scenes stuff. That could be, um, you know, a photo of me on set. That could be a commercial that I did. It could be, um, you know, me showing people how I submit for acting jobs every day, anything, anything along there. And a lot of times these content pillars are going to overlap. So again, if you're, if I'm showing, let's say the top three acting websites that I use to submit myself on, that's also being a resource, obviously. Um, so a lot of times there is an overlap. The second thing, the second pillar is transparency and mental health, which was something that really opened up the door for me Um, because I was feeling that I had to show up like as this comedian or this like sexy comedian all the time. And what I had not realized was that I had sort of outgrown that and not necessarily outgrown it, but that I wasn't always that. And, and I think the content pillars really helped me to see that I can post outside of that, you know, and people still can, you know, understand now that like what I'm posting is still under the umbrella of like what, who I am. Um, so I've been doing a lot more posts and maybe you guys have seen this on anything from my sobriety story or you know, things where I've um, moments where I showed up to set hungover and stuff like that um, to how I disconnect, you know, and find, you know, serenity in my brain. Um, and, you know, and transparency also includes things like, you know, how much people think we get paid on a, com- a commercial you're seeing all the time. And when I've actually gotten paid. Um, so it's, it's any number of those things. And then, you know, obviously we know what our resources, it's something that's uh, helpful. It's adding value, right? It's things that um, are, are helpful to people, which we hope we do with this podcast. But I think that is a great content pillar because people, if your content is something that is educating them or teaching them something, it's savable and shareable which is a really key part of like getting you know um engagement right because the more saves the more shares you have in fact those are like a higher currency these days than likes and comments if people are saving and sharing your content so if you can be a resource if you're what you're sharing is something that people are going to want to reshare or save for a later date for themselves because it's helpful this is like a huge asset um to your content and then lastly is content creator and that sounds like kind of broad, but it's going back to the idea that I love making content and it doesn't necessarily need to fit in the box of anything. Like I can just make content cause I'm being silly. I love making content, meme type content, whether it pertains to acting, whether it pertains to mental health, it doesn't really matter. It's like, can be life things. Like I think this morning I just posted something about like, mom, when am I getting grandkids? Like, you know, it's just relatable, fun content that I enjoy creating for the sake of creating. Um, so that really just opens up. If you look at those four things, that really includes like all the stuff that I like to do, but it also like categorize it. So it makes sense. So people who are looking at my page can say, oh, she's these things, whether or not they can identify them as specifically as what I just said is another thing, but it's a pattern of posting that, you know, people start to come to expect from me. And when I am stuck, it helps me to go to that and be like, okay, here are my content pillars. Like do I feel like I want to post something that's like within the vein of mental health today? Do I want to post something about my acting life? And it really gets me instead of just like this vague, like, what should I post? I don't know what to post. It helps me sort of have this narrow view of like what I can post.
0: And I've got two things to add to that. Number one is that if this is, if you want to make your social media a thing, a professional thing, right? If you want to make it part of your life, that's not just sharing for your friends and family, because That's what personal social media use is for. I look up my cousin's Instagram and it's going to be them posting whatever's on their mind that day. Oh, look at this pretty flower I saw. Oh, look at my baby did something cool. Oh, I'm at work. Like there's no rhyme or reason to it basically. But if you want to become a content creator, a media industry person, a public figure, strangers are going to be checking in on you all the time and they have to know what to expect somewhat from you. It's your brand and you're kind of giving away that personal randomness to the expectation of what people expect when they go to see you, right? So finding what your pillars are is a huge important thing. And so again, you, like, you don't necessarily have to follow this advice for your personal Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. That's just for your personally close friends and family. But if you do intend to become someone that does this for a living, or at least as part of your living, That's what we're giving you the advice
1: for. Or again, even if you're trying to grow your business, because the coach that I worked with helps all kinds of business owners. So if you're trying to use social media as a tool to grow your business or bring awareness to your business, your brand of any sort, these things are really helpful.
0: Yeah. So it's going to be it's going to be your um, deck painting business's Instagram, not your personal one about it, you know, whatever. So there's got to be that sort of church and state if you're looking to use this for some kind of public uh, influence. And the other thing, so I've worked with a coach for a few years now on the hosting side, um, you know, her, her name's uh, Barbara Barna Abel. So shout out to her. Anyone that's looking to have another coach, um, you know, come to me first, um, but then go to her second. Um, and her thing with finding your brand rely or relate to this content pillar thing. And I've always remembered it. She says your brand is the tree trunk and in the branches are all the things that you do. So when I'm hearing these content pillar stuff, like Sarah's brand is the kind of person she is, right? It's that voice. It's that humor, the creativity that she infuses on everything. And then the branches off that main trunk of the tree are the things Sarah just said, that she's an actor and a host, that she talks about mental health, that she's a resource for you. But it's always going to be Sarah, right? The through line throughout all those things. So find your through line who you are. What makes your voice unique? And then figure out how you want to disseminate that into the world and those are your pillars and then it's you in everything that you do and that's what people keep coming back to you for.
1: So I think the next thing that was really helpful for me and necessary was finding a way to show up consistently that isn't a whole production. Um, Because I was putting a lot of time into the old sketches that I was doing and that's great and they looked incredible. Um, And I was really proud of them. Still am. But like, I think one of the reasons I started to distance myself from social media, and we've talked about this a lot is like, it takes up so much time. It can, it can. And the crazy thing is I am now posting six days a week and it takes me less time than when I was only posting a couple times a week.
0: Wouldn't you know it?
1: Um, And there's a couple ways to do this. And one is you know, I've, one was really just looking at my perfectionism and saying, like, this isn't necessary. No one's coming to expect this of me. So, like, how do I readjust my expectations for myself? So, you know, again, this would look like me just using photos of me on set, like having someone snap a couple extra photos, giving them my my phone while I'm on set, and saying, hey, can you snap some? And using those photos, right? It doesn't have to be like a whole professional shoot. It's repurposing podcast podcast clips right so like we're shooting this we're not
0: gonna repurpose that one i don't think no no
1: <laughs> we're not. but like you know we're, we were already shooting a video version of this you know or even taking the audio putting it on you know a little thing and doing a wave sort of um Graphic, You know, we're, we're taking content that you're using for other things or, you know, my show, for instance, taking a clip from that and posting it, you know, just using it because the way the algorithm works is it does want you to show up consistently and not everything's going to be a home run. So like, I know that my, our podcast, as much as I love it, is not going to be the thing that goes viral. My show, probably not the thing that's going to go viral. However, it's going to please Instagram in the sense that it's filling, it's showing that I'm showing up. And that in and of itself matters, Um, you know, it, and then I think throwback Thursdays, like we forget some of these old things, like repurposing old content, but with new messaging. So like, that's a thing that I've been doing a lot recently is going through some of my old experiences and like using it as an opportunity to tell a story. And that really feeds into the sort of transparency, mental health part of my brand, Um, and people have really responded. I've gotten even friends that are like, I've, I've been really inspired by all of your stories. It's like, it really helps me. And it's so nice. I'm like, are people reading these like paragraphs and some do, and some don't, and it's not for everyone. And like, people can pick and choose what they want. And that's the other thing. You're not going to please everyone. If people don't like what you're putting out there, they can leave, or they can choose what they want to engage with. Um, and then the other thing that is a game changer. And this is, bah, 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 bah. is what has really brought my stuff to the next level. I mean, it's all of these things, but Instagram is really pushing reels right now. I'm sure everybody realizes that maybe you don't, but because of TikTok, Instagram rewards people who are using reels, right? That is what you will. So if you have any video content you're doing, your best bet is to post it as a reel right now. You automatically get more traction on it if you're posting it as a reel. Now, aside from just like regular video content, the thing that I've been doing is, I don't aimlessly scroll on Instagram anymore. I like set aside a little bit of time where I actually scroll through reels specifically to save sounds that are trending that I see other people using. And you can do this on TikTok too. And that I can see myself reusing, but with my brand or from my angle, from my perspective, and I'll just save them. So I have a library, both Instagram, both TikTok allow you to do this, uh, to save audio or save videos. Um, And I just save them for a rainy day. And I just build that up usually one day a week where I'm kind of like, it's like usually before bed. And I'm like, oh, I kind of feel like scrolling and I'll go through, but with intention of saving sounds. And then I come back to them on my weekend when I have one day and I batch three reels for that week. And I'll just go through my saved stuff and I'll pull them up and I'll be like, Oh, I know what I wanted to do with this one. Sometimes I write it down, but usually I just, I kind of remember or I didn't even have a full idea and I kind of just shoot something and then I'm like, the text will come to me later, you know, but it's saving and then batching and then putting that out there. And I've been putting out three reels a week using this formula And again, it's like, not everyone's going to go viral, but by putting out more content that Instagram is pushing, you definitely have a better opportunity. And it's a very, they're, they're rewarding people for using those sounds that are already trending. So as much as like, it's an, it kind of annoys me sometimes because I like being the person coming up with the content, being original. That's just the way it is right now. I also don't have time to be making like well thought out original content so i've kind of now really leaned in and started to like have fun with it and enjoy it like and honestly it's it's working out great so that's a huge huge game changer for anyone that hasn't experimented with reels or or done you know saved any of these audios and and reuse some of these sounds uh highly recommend doing that so i've
0: got two things i want to talk about that you brought to mind here, and I guess I'll go in reverse order of when you brought them up. So first, let's go right there, because if it sounds like a lot of work still, what you've been doing, it is. Like for a lot of people, they may have just thought, wow, I have to go through and, and find sounds and save them and, and archive them. And if this is something that you're trying to just kind of do on the side, you know, it, it can be a lot, But again, that, you know, it comes back to that too. Like this is not easy work. And people who look at these influencers who succeed online and think, oh, it's just you post when you feel like it and then you get successful and rich that way. It's not, there is a lot more work that goes into it than just posting whenever you feel like it. And even Sarah, the way you're describing it, this is like you taking it back from the effort you used to put in. And it still sounds like a lot to me. So I know it's going to sound like a lot to a lot of people. So at what point do you start to realize, hey, I'm kind of hitting my my limit. I'm hitting my ceiling. Because for me, for example, a lot of people in the last year have been telling me, you got to get on TikTok. That's how you grow the brand. You got to be on there. And it's not that I'm against TikTok. I just don't have the mental capacity to add one more thing to my plate, right? That that hour that maybe someone would be going through it or, or checking it out, I would rather just watch a TV show for my mental health after spending a week, you know, with my day job kind of thing. So for someone who's not even in media, that's maybe listening. Uh, was there anything you talked to the coach about or that you've learned from personal experience about, Hey, how do I prioritize when I feel like I'm hitting a wall trying to figure out how to do all these different things?
1: Well, yeah, there's a couple of answers. Like one is I've scaled back on some of the other platforms because I too was like, all right, this is where my focus is going to be right now.
0: That's fine.
1: Yeah, I just chose. And now I think I'm at a point where it does feel easy. I'm in a a, a rhythm. I know how to do it. I can literally bang this out. Like, I enjoy looking at the reels. I find them really entertaining. So when I'm saving, it's actually quite fun for me. Um, And I spend probably no more than an hour doing that a week, Um, unless I get caught in that like black hole, which we get on social media. Um, And then I spend literally no more than an hour shooting them. Um, which is great. So I, I've really ended up again in a rhythm. So now I'm at a point where I I'm gonna start repurposing stuff. So I'm gonna post the same exact content to TikTok. Like I'm making the videos three a week. That seems like a great number to be posting on TikTok. So I just have to like get into add the formula now where it's like, okay, if I post it to Instagram, I need to take an extra 10 minutes to save the same video, but just make sure the watermarks not on it, right? and upload it to TikTok or vice versa. It's like, it doesn't have to be a whole new thing. It could go viral on one platform and not on the other. You just don't know. And it's again, like just putting it up there and filling space. Um, I'm just reintroducing myself to Twitter. I took a little bit of a break, but again, it's like I'm coming up with a lot of times what I feel are witty captions for my Instagram photos, like the stuff that's not a whole story, right? Where I'm just kind of doing a quick something. I can save those as drafts on Twitter as well and just make those tweets. Um, you're much better, I think, at like, do you craft your tweets or are you, you just spur of the moment? Like, this is what I'm thinking or this is what I'm doing. I'm going to dump it on Twitter.
0: Uh, I'm mostly spur of the moment. If I get like a cool idea and I just doesn't feel like the right time to send it, if it's super late at night, I know no one's on Twitter. Or if I'm in the middle of a Mets game and I'm tweeting about the Mets, but I get a cool idea about like pizza, my God, it's probably not appropriate to tweet it right now. I'll put it in drafts. But mostly, it's just something comes to my mind, and I'll, I'll send it out there. Um, yeah. For the most part.
1: So for me, it's like I think scheduling and planning, like I already kind of went into, like really does save me time. It saves me stress. It keeps me from doing the oh, what do I post? And like kind of panicking. Um, every once in a while, like I it'll it will be a spur of the moment thing. Um, particularly, I think for Twitter as well. But I do save drafts on on Twitter. Um, But I think like, you know, one of the keys to, in in terms of burnout, right. Um, it's also like you, I don't have to show up every day. It's giving myself permission. Like I don't have, I don't, I need to take a break to actually take a break. Like it's not going to make or break anything. So right now I've been taking like the weekends off and that's felt really good for me, or at least off from like being on social media, I might be recording it, um, but, you know, it's listening to yourself. Like you, especially once you get into a rhythm, I don't think you need to be posting every day. I, in fact, I think sometimes it does turn people off, like seeing so much content. Um, so I, I think just like listen to yourself and, and you know, balance where you need to. For me, that looked like kind of disengaging from some of the other platforms in the meantime. Um, and just-
0: yeah, that's huge. Cause unless you're a 21 year old with all the energy in the yeah. world, you're not going to be able to stay consistent on every single platform. Um, I started a new Facebook public page. I haven't posted on it in a month. I honestly forgot I had it. Um, Snapchat, I haven't posted anything on there in literally four years. Um, you're just not going to be able to do every single thing. So I think you do have to cut and choose. Um, were you going to say something else? Cause I had a second point that you had just brought up again that I wanted to get to.
1: No, you go then. I'll, I'll come back to my next thing.
0: All right. So it was about the, the being too much thing. And I think you kind of alluded to it earlier, how you handle it, where if people think you're posting too much, they can just leave. Um, and I consume social media very differently. Like I'll wait until the end of the day to go through all the Instagram stories. It's like my good night, like check in on the world. So a brand or, or a news outlet or something, or just a person will have all the dots of things they've been posting all day which you're supposed to because normal people check in on instagram throughout the day so you want to have a constant feed of new stuff for me i'll get to like npr one day and they'll have 37 posts up and i'm like i don't want to see this it's just it's too much um so do you ever feel worried that you're posting too much and are you going to be posting this right now because it looks like you're videoing me asking you this question <laughs>
1: I was like oh I should film this for my story how cute yeah Uh, I I've I've kind of detached from stories a little bit more like some people love it I think go where you're inspired like I I really think at the end of the day it's it shouldn't be a stressful thing we don't let ourselves have enough fun I'm having a lot of fun with reels right now and that just so happens to like be working for me but it also means I don't feel like being on my stories all the time I'm trying to show up every day, again, except for the weekends. I'm trying to take a day off usually, um, or even two, but during the week, you know, I just kind of check in when I, I remember like usually pre-show I'll do a cute little selfie, remind people to tune in. Sometimes I'll do like, if I'm working out, I'll do like a shot of my sneaker. If I have a cool meal, I'll share that. But like, you know, for me, the stories right now aren't what's really inspiring me. I know I have some friends who like love stories. That's their favorite thing to do. And if that's what you like, do it. Like, I think just go where, you know, um, you're called to do. And the other thing I'll say is experiment with all the different options. That was the other thing that my um, coach had told me, like, you really want to insert yourself in the algorithm from every single possible version, uh, of content that they have. So for a while, I think you probably remember I was going live mm-hmm. once a week. Um, I had to take a break from that because I just was too busy, but I think it's, I'm going to k- kick it off again soon. Um, but that's like, you know, that's one of Instagram's tools. So I was like trying to utilize that. And then again, making sure I'm on my stories, like doing a post. So I think like it can just fluctuate, but do remember to try to use uh, a variation of the tools and, and push yourselves for, you know, for using all of them. And then the last thing I'll say there in terms of types of content, like I, I mentioned, saveable and shareable content is really the key. Um, the other thing here is getting people to spend time on a post that, that Instagram rewards, the more time people spend on your post. So you need them, for example, to watch five seconds of your reel for it to like, I don't know, count or something. And a way to do this for, um, you know, your regular photo posts are things that I've been experimenting with, which is the storytelling, right? So if somebody actually is reading that entire story, they're spending more time on my post. Um, another thing that you can do is a carousel swipe, so you know, sort of like a bunch of different photos that people have to swipe through. Um, and also, I can I urge people to like, um, again, repurpose that content. So if you are someone who loves to tweet, take your tweets. I'm sure you've seen this, like. Put that tweet as a post on your Instagram. Like people a- every
0: stand-up comedian in existence right now.
1: Yeah, do it. So like, why not? You know what I mean? Like you, or if you want to make a quote, if you're, you know, motivational, if you're, if you're a business and you want to throw up a quote, right. Like make a plaque on or a graphic on Canva, which we've talked about and like use that. So like come up with like lesser ways, ways of repurposing content so that you can show up consistently. I think, um, you know, that's really, really the key.
0: And do remember that you're not going to make everyone happy because you read everywhere. Oh, you want to get big on Twitter? Tweet a lot. Tweet consistently. Get yourself in the stream. Or like Sarah just said, you want people to spend time on your Instagram posts, write your Tell long captions, keep people there. Just as an example, me personally, if you're tweeting too much, like I've unfollowed people because they tweet too much or I'm not like I'm personally not. I see people put these giant captions and it's nothing you personal, Sarah. Right? It's just that's, I, that's not me. I see a long caption like that. I'm skipping right past it, but that doesn't, so you're not going to make everyone happy, right? So keep that in mind as you figure out what makes you happy with your social media posting, but know that you're not going to make everyone happy. You're not going to have everyone that's going to be clamoring to follow you. You may have some people unfollow you because they don't like the new stuff you're putting out there. You have to prioritize what you want to do, what your goals and aims are, and then keep an eye on those results and how it's working for you. And if what makes you happy makes you successful, like it's for Sarah right now, then great. You've cracked the code and it's a nice, happy marriage of your intention and your goals.
1: All right. So I think that concludes our part one. We're coming back next week with, um, more of how to use social media, um, for networking and jobs. Um, and basically the other, not your presence on social media, but how to use it as a tool. Um, how am I explaining this? (laughs)
0: <laughs> Basically, we, this is part one was like you figuring out what you're doing. And then part two is kind of how it lives in the world, I think, is the best way to do it. So how do you engage with followers, how to use your social media to improve, uh, you know, your career and things like that. So we figured out what you're doing in part one. And now I think how you're going to do it in part two. Maybe, I don't know if I'm explaining it really well either, but.
1: Great. Well, we're going to find out what part two is. In the meantime, we have our casting call of the week.
0: woo woo woo. Um, I'll go first because mine's a, an actual, uh, maybe useful one for our listeners. Aw! Yours is maybe a funny one. Um, I love this too because it was like, so they're looking for New York City transplants to discuss the Harry Potter series. So this is for those of you in the New York City area. I know we've got a lot of listeners here in our backyard. But what I love is we'll be doing a v- video showcasing current New Yorkers who either love in caps lock Harry Potter or know nothing about the books. So it's like a a huge uh, spectrum that they're looking for. Um, But no, they opened a huge new Harry Potter store here in New York City. And I'm assuming this is to go with the marketing plan for that. But they're looking for people between June 23rd and July 15th in New York City. It's 150 to 300 bucks a day. It's a one to three hour time commitment. And they just basically wanna ask you stuff about the Harry Potter series. So um, the place that's doing it is called Studio Sabia. So studio com. You can go there, send them a note, and just say you want to audition for this uh, New York City transplant Harry Potter thing. If you're a big Potterhead, you want to make a couple extra cash uh, to buy some some butter beer, uh, you know, good luck. Expecto audition them or something. I don't know. Go for it. And that's uh, my casting call of the
1: week. Um, Bravo. Mine is... um reality tv and documentary lifestyle streaming series beautiful models casting a fun lifestyle series airing weekly episodes on youtube and other streaming platforms production states we need beautiful young models with big personalities to model with exotic cars and unique upscale party pads themes theme of series will be showcasing hot young ladies across the country in fun party style um wardrobe sexy dresses and bikinis ah, um,
0: <laughs> so that's
1: pretty much it um let me hold on let me i meant to pull up the original casting because i took a screenshot of this to remember it but now i want to see what the pay was on this but to me this sounds like a live stream of an only fans like what are
0: yeah definitely <laughs> you know
1: like what is this why is this coming across literally there is so much junk coming across my feed these days it's super annoying okay let's see if i can find life style as i mic ramp for a minute hold on
0: uh okay i'm just uh ramping here for a minute um no hopefully you guys uh enjoyed this i know sarah said we had talked about some social media stuff before but the reason we're doing this now is also because i'm going to be going on vacation uh next week that you hear this i'm going to be away so we wanted to record a little two-parter and i want to see from you guys how you've used all our lessons uh in your social media so Hit us up online once you hear this. Am I still vamping? Do you need more time?
1: No, that's great. Uh,
0: $25 an hour. Let us know if you're using any of the advice we're giving you because we'd love to hear from you guys. Okay, okay
1: so this so. is $25 an hour. Um, oh, okay. Seems like a real rip off. I think you can make more money on OnlyFans if that's what you're looking for. So we really
0: just hanging out in bikinis and stuff anyway on like exotic cars. Yeah, just go on OnlyFans and keep all that money for yourself.
1: Yeah. Anyway, this is the type of content that or the type of castings that are coming across my feed recently. So, uh, I just thought it was very representative of what I've been seeing in addition to all the extra work.
0: All right, there we go. So that wraps up our part one of our social media lessons and mini masterclass, uh, part two coming your way next week. And uh, Sarah, why don't you take us home for now?
1: In the meantime, use our tricks, go viral and tell us how you've been in the damn dreams.